This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Europa League, round 32, second leg, Thursday, the 21st of February 2019. Arsenal versus Bait Borisov. Kickoff 5:55 p.m. Contents: Head coach, captain, voice of Arsenal, player feature: Carl Jenkinson. Match action: Arsenal versus Cardiff City. In my own words, Alexandri Lacazette. Arsenal women. Match action: Bait Borisov versus Arsenal. Visitors: Bait Borisov. Euro Glory Match Action Manchester City versus Arsenal Teams Head Coach Unai Emery Info Born Hondaribia, Spain November the third, nineteen seventy one Previous Clubs as Manager Lorca Deportivo Almeria Valencia Spartak Moscow Sevilla, Paris Saint-Germain. The head coach knows we need a big all-round improvement if we are to progress in the competition tonight. Today is, of course, a very important match for us. After the first result in Belarus last week, we must manage the 90 minutes and also know if we need more minutes after that. It can be in our mind with the preparation to do that. It is also very important to play in our stadium with our supporters, and we need your support for this match. I hope there is a big atmosphere for us. Together, with your support, I know our players will give their all. I am aware that this is an unusual kick-off time for a home European match, but we really appreciate the way you support the team and know you can create a big atmosphere. The supporters want to watch our team play with the best performance possible. For this reason, I think we need good feedback between the fans and us. It was obviously a bad result last week, but the team worked with our planning and we had chances to score. We need to improve on that aspect tonight. We need to continue with our game despite the bad result and manage in the 90 minutes to get a good result for us. 
Knowing that this is 1-0, we need to be very consistent. We also need to get into their box, find the best positions to score and be efficient. We need a big result to manage this game better, but I think we have experience and every player knows we are playing against an organised team. They have big motivation after that result and we must give the best performance. If we played like we can and play together for 90 minutes like we are doing at home, I have the confidence and trust in our players. Partey are an organised team. Defensively they are good as they are with transitions too. We worked to stop them in these actions in the first leg, but they scored one goal and in the transitions we worked well to stop another situation defensively for us. The Europa League has improved a lot over the last years and to win it is very difficult. Last year it was Atletico Madrid and two years ago it was Manchester United. Three years ago with Sevilla I played against Liverpool and now every team wants to win this competition because it's a title that gives the team the opportunity to play in the Champions League the next season. But every team wants that. All teams have the chance to surprise in this competition too because they have a lot of experienced players with their international teams and they have showed us that they can be competitive in these two matches. Now we are very, very focused to give the best performance and show respect to them but we are thinking about this round only. We are not thinking about this whole competition yet. We need to win tonight to continue our way in this competition. From Emery Angle Every matchday program we provide extra insight into the life and times of the head coach. When Emery won the Europa League as boss of Sevilla for the first time in 2014, he masterminded two second leg comebacks in the knockout stages. The first was in the round of 16 against local rivals Real Betis when Sevilla overturned a 2-0 home defeat in the first leg to go through on penalties. In the next round, Sevilla lost 1-0 away to Porto in the first leg, but marched on 4-2 on aggregate. Unai was speaking to Rob Kelly. The captain, Laurent Koscielny. Info, born 2 in France, September the 10th, 1985. Joined Arsenal from Lorient, on July the 2nd, 2010. Previous clubs, Grand Camp, Tour, Lorient. Arsenal debut versus Liverpool. Away, League, August the 15th, 2010. Drew, 1-1. First Arsenal goal versus Bolton Wanderers. Home, League, September the 11th, 2010. 1-4-1. Arsenal honours, FA Cup winners 2014, 2015, 2017... Community Shield winner 2014-2015. The skipper is confident the team won't make the same mistakes as last week. Lauren was speaking to Julian Lawrence. Welcome back to the Emirates. It feels like a long time since our last home game here against Cardiff City. Tonight is another very important encounter at this stage of the season. A week ago, we had chances in our away game at Bate Borisov. We could have scored very early on and it would have changed the match. It was a cup game and if you don't score first it's more complicated. We left ourselves vulnerable and they scored on a set piece. We were under pressure. We tried to come back to play despite the bad conditions. The pitch didn't help but it's not an excuse either. We could not do enough to score. 
In this kind of game, if you can't score, you are always in danger of an upset, and that's what happened to us. We wanted to play well and create a good advantage for tonight's game. We were not complacent, though. The pitch was really difficult to play on, and we tried to develop our game, but it was one of those nights where nothing went our way. On top of that, there was the red card for Laka. I honestly don't think that he did it on purpose. It's a challenge between him and the defender who is fouling him. If the referee gives the foul straight away, Laka never reacts in the way he did. It's a shame, but he apologised publicly, and to the rest of the squad. He had a bad reaction, but it was not meant in a bad way. It is a blow for him, and of course, to lose him for tonight's game. We have to stay positive. Nevertheless, this is a second leg tonight, and we are confident that we will make up for the loss last week to qualify for the next round. This is a very important competition for us. The manager has won it three times with Sevilla. We came very close to reaching the final last season, so we want to do well. We will need all your support tonight once again. I am confident that we will be able to put them under pressure and to create enough to score two goals and go through. We know what we have to do tonight. We want to go forward, but not take too many risks either. We will take our time to be really efficient when it matters, in the last pass or in front of goal. If we are focused, committed and all together with a good team spirit, we will do it. We had a whole week to prepare for it as we didn't play at the weekend, which is great. We all feel confident, but we won't take our qualification for granted. Alex Schlepp will make his return at the Emirates, and I think you will give him a warm welcome. He left a good image here of the man and the player he was and still is. His longevity is great. He was a good player, sensational technically, and he helped the club get better when he was here. Since our last home game, we also played twice away in the league with very different outcomes. At Manchester City, we conceded a very early goal. Despite coming back in the game with an equaliser, we let them score a second goal in similar fashion to the first one. It was a very frustrating game. We knew exactly the way they were playing, how they liked to send through the second player who makes a run, but they managed to score their three goals like that. It is very hard to bring something from a game like this. Against Huddersfield, we had to find a bit of solidity and get back to winning ways. It was crucial to get three points. We did it, even if it was complicated. They played well and we were really efficient to stay ahead in the match. They had nothing to lose, unlike us. So I am glad we managed to get the three points, even though I would have liked to keep a clean sheet but it's about showing your resilience and we were strong mentally to go there and win. I hope we can continue our winning streak at home tonight. We need you. Come on, Arsenal! Voice of Arsenal. Thank you, Aaron. All of us at Arsenal would like to wish Aaron Ramsey a very happy and successful future after he announced he is to join Juventus in the summer. Since joining Arsenal in 2008, Aaron has etched his name into Arsenal history, scoring the winning goals in both the 2014 and 2017 FA Cup finals. 
As well as those unforgettable moments, Aaron has recently proved to be the team's inspiration during his time in North London and his goals at Galatasaray in the Champions League, at home to Liverpool in the Premier League and the back hill at White Hart Lane will be savoured for years to come. A consummate professional, the Welshman had previously recovered from a broken leg suffered at Stroke City in February 2010 going on to make more than 350 first-team appearances. We look forward to Aaron helping the team to a strong end to this season before he moves to Italy in the summer. Extra time and penalties if required. Away goals will come into play should the game end in a one-goal win for the Gunners tonight. If the match ends 1-0 to Arsenal... Two 15-minute periods of extra time and, if required, penalties will ensue. If the match does go into extra time, teams can each make an additional full substitute. Last 16 draw. The winner of the tie will go into a draw for the last 16 of the Europa League, which takes place tomorrow in Nairo, Switzerland, at 12pm UK time. There is no seeding or country protection at this stage of the draw. Ins and outs. Since our last home game, Spain international Denis Suazzi has joined the club on loan until the end of the season. The 25-year-old attacking midfielder is reunited with our head coach, Uini Emery. He spent the 2014-15 season on loan with Sevilla, where he was part of the squad, which won the 2015 Europa League. Uni said... We are very happy that Denny Suarez is joining us. He is a player we know well and I have worked with him at Sevilla. He brings us quality and options in many different attacking positions, so he'll be able to help with the team. Meanwhile, Emil Smith-Rowe will spend the rest of the season in Bundesliga with RB Leipzig. The 18-year-old has made an impressive impact for us this season, scoring three goals from his six first-team appearances in the Europa League and Carabao Cup. He has also featured in the Premier League matchday squad. Emil has made great progress through our academy, which resulted in him signing as a scholar in 2016 and then signing a professional contract a year later in July 2017. Lacazette's big January. After scoring three times in January, it's no surprise that Alex Lacazette has been named as our Player of the Month. The France international kicked off our new year in fine style, scoring our second goal in our 4-1 victory over Fulham at Emirates Stadium. Lacazette also opened the scoring in the third minute against Chelsea with a superb near-post finish, a strike that was voted our January goal of the month. The forward's final goal of the month came in our 2-0 victory against Cardiff as he collected the ball on the touchline, held off two challenges and lashed a shot into the far corner. Lacca finished with 65% of the vote, with Siad Kaladaki second and Aaron Ramsley third. No Lacca tonight. He was on target in our last Europa League home match, but Alexandra Lacazetti is serving a one-game suspension tonight after he was sent off in the closing stages of our 1-0 defeat in Belarasus. Europa League stats. Shots. Perry Emmerich. Ubami Yang. Danny Welbeck. Emil Smith-Rowe. Henrik Mkhitaryan. Alex Iwobi. Bakio Saka. Eddie Nakazat. Alex Lacazetti, Matteo Gandozzi. Chances created. Sayed Kalazinkak, Henrique Mkhitaryan, Alex Iwobi, Mohamed Aleni, Mesut Ozil, 
Aaron Ramsey, Matteo Grandalzi. Total passes, Matteo Grandalzi, Sakaritis, Mohamed Eleni, Rob Holden, Aaron Ramsey. Crosses, Henrika Mikatarian, Matteo Grandalzi, Stephen Leitzensiner, Alex Iwobi, Mesut Ozil, Syed Kalazak. Clearances, Rob Holden, Sorakis, Carl Jenkinson, Nacho Monreal, Stephen Leitzensiner, Matteo Grandalzi, Lauren Koshani, Sayed Kolazinak, Mohamed Aleni. Have you been upgraded? Since the start of the season, the club has been working on several initiatives for supporters who enter the stadium at least an hour before kickoff. One of these initiatives gives the fans the opportunity to be upgraded from general admission to one of our premium boxes of the day. At the Arsenal vs Wolves game, two lucky supporters, Mick and Andrew, were randomly selected and greeted by our fan information team. What seemed like a regular ticket check turned out to be a pleasant surprise as they were presented with the option of upgrading into the box for the day. Inside the golden envelope were their two box tickets and two £25 food and drink vouchers for our Royal Oak Suite. As a bonus, Nigel Winterburn and Charlie George visited their box, allowing Mick and Andrew to share some special memories with two Arsenal legends. For your chance to receive the golden envelope, we encourage supporters to enter the stadium nice and early. Who knows, it could be you next. If you are in the stadium early, don't forget about our beer and food offers. A pint costs £3.50 up to 45 minutes before kick-off. You can also get a hot dog with soft drink, hot drink, water for £7, a hot dog with a pint of beer for £9 up to 45 minutes before kickoff, or a drink and a pie for £5 up to 30 minutes before kickoff on both the upper and lower concourse. Our fan information team will be around podium level before the match, so if you have any questions or suggestions for them, do not hesitate to stop and have a chat. Premier League away tickets capped. Our travelling fans will receive an additional £4 discount on all away Premier League tickets, in addition to the league-wide cap of £30 next season. It means away match tickets will be set at £26 for the fourth successive year. The decision follows our recent announcement to freeze match day tickets prices for home supporters next season. Managing Director Venai said... We have fantastic support at our away matches in the Premier League. Our travelling fans invest significant time and money following the team. The additional £4 discount ensures no Arsenal fan will pay more to support us at Premier League away games than the lowest priced £26 ticket that both visiting and home fans can pay to watch their teams at the Emirates Stadium. Coming up, Saturday... Arsenal women play Manchester City in the Continental Cup final. Sunday, Southampton visit Emirates Stadium in the Premier League. Chris follows the Arsenal over land and sea. Congratulations to Big Gunners fan Chris Cannon, who attended his 250th consecutive European match last week. Chris's amazing record goes back 37 years. As a 17-year-old... He says, foolishly, I was talked out of going to Moscow in 1982. Told to wait until the next round. Well, we all know there wasn't a next round. I promised myself after the 5-2 defeat at Highbury in the second leg, I would not miss another European game in case it was the last. 
Since then, he's followed us all over the continent, watching games including a 1994 European Cup Winners' Cup final in Copenhagen. Well done on your incredible achievement, Chris, and thank you for your continued support. Alberto Udinaro Malenko. Tonight's referee is Alberto Udinaro Malenko from Papalona in Spain. Mr Malenko has been a full international referee since 2004 and officiated the 2010 World Cup. So far this season, he has taken charge of 19 matches in all competitions, showing 85 yellow cards and two reds. Those games include fixtures in La Lenca, the Spanish Cup, the Nations League, the Champions League and the Europa League. The last time Mr Malenko refereed a match involving us was in December 2012 when he presided over our 2-1 Champions League defeat at Olympiacos, showing yellow cards to four players. Above and beyond, congratulations to Amy Walsh who went above and beyond her programme selling skills at the Cardiff City game. Amy deservingly won a signed team photo and we'd like to thank her for her sterling efforts on the day. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Report it. Discriminatory chanting and antisocial behaviour is offensive to all fans and not tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive behaviour, you can report it to a steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting FOUL to 67777. Together with a description of the incident, we are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our fans and a wider community. Thank you. On this day, 1995, George Graham leaves Arsenal. 2004, Patrick Faria and Udu score 2-1 win at Chelsea. 2006, Henry's winner sees us become first English team to win at Real Madrid. 2015, Olivia Giroud scores his 50th Arsenal goal. Carl Jenkinson, Jenko Stats, born Harlow, February 1992. Joined Arsenal from Charlton Athletic on June 8, 2011. Previous clubs, Charlton Athletic, Eastbourne Borough, Loan, Welling United, Loan, West Ham United, Loan, Birmingham City, Loan. Arsenal debut versus Udinese, home, Champions League, August the 16th, 2011, 1-1-0. First Arsenal goal versus Norwich City, away, League, May the 11th, 2014, 1-2-0. Arsenal honours, 2014 FA Cup winner. International honours, Finland under 21, England under 21, and one full cap for England. The Europa League has been an important competition for Carl Jenkinson this season. Having made his first Arsenal appearance in 701 days in October's 2-1 Caribou Cup win over Blackpool, the defender went on to feature in three of our Group E fixtures, helping us to win the group and set up a last 32 meeting with tonight's opponents Bate Borisov. In those games, we've seen Carl fill three positions, full-back, wing-back and centre-back, delivering solid performances in whichever role he has taken. A boyhood Arsenal fan, Carl recognises the importance of this competition and the prize of Champions League football that comes with winning it. But if we're... 
but if we're to have any chance of doing that, we'll need to overturn last week's defeat in Belarus. Carl believes in the squad's ability to do that, and he insists we need to be fully focused on approaching every game with total commitment and focus, starting tonight. Carl, firstly, how have you found playing in the Europa League this season? It's not the Champions League where we want to be, but it's European competition and it's a good opportunity for us to win a trophy. It's a route back into the Champions League, which is very important. It would be fantastic to win it, and of course the big aim for everyone here is to be back in the Champions League. But to do that, we have to make sure we're totally focused in every game, and that starts by turning around the tie against Sparte. We saw you play at centre-half against Vorskla in the group stage. How did you find that? I played there a lot when I was younger, growing up in the youth teams, up until I was about 17 or 18. I know the role really well and I enjoy playing there, so it's not a problem. I was happy to be in the team at the time and was excited by the challenge. I enjoyed it. You see the game in a very different way from centre-back because you have everything in front of you. I've played there many times, so it wasn't too difficult. Naturally you think differently in a different position, and you have to cover different players. But to be honest, things came naturally to me because of my experience in the role when I was younger. Would you ever consider making centre-half your primary position in the future? I haven't thought about it too much. The coach makes those decisions on where he wants those players to play. I enjoy playing there, but whether it's my position or not, I don't know. I enjoy going forward too, which you can do at right back, but not so much in the middle. It's nice to have that string to your bow, and that's a real positive. We've played in a variety of systems this season. What's your personal preference? I've always loved playing at wing-back. I haven't had too many opportunities in my career to play there, but when I was on loan at West Ham, I did it a couple of times. You have a lot more of a licence to get forward. You have a bit less to worry about defensively too, and it's a position I've always loved. I've played in a four for most of my career though, and I feel comfortable in that system. You need to use different aspects based on where you play, but if I had to pick one, I'll probably say wing-back. Your last appearance for us was a return to Premier League action against Cardiff at the end of January. How was it? I don't feel like anything changed for me at that moment. It was great to be back out there in the Premier League. I've done that many times in my career to this point. But I think unfortunate circumstances have stopped me playing at that level for a while. I know it's my level, so of course it was great to be back out there. It's one thing playing in the cup competitions, but another to be back in the league. So I was pleased. That was your first Premier League appearance for us since November 2016, when Arsene Wenger was in charge. Was it strange initially coming in last summer and not seeing him? I think it was strange for everyone associated with Arsenal, to be honest. Just because for most fans, especially around my age, it's all we've known. He'd been at the club for so long, and he was the face of the club for so long, so it's very strange. I think he's looked upon with huge amounts of respect by all the players, all the staff, and everyone at the club. His success and what he'd done whilst he was here speaks for itself, really. Let's move on to tonight's tie. We've got to put right last week's defeat in Belarus. What did you make of Barté? They're a good side, I know that. They're going to be a tough opposition tonight too, and they're a team that we can't take lightly, as last week showed. 
To get to this stage in the competition, you have to be a good team at the end of the day, and it's going to be a challenge. Anyone who's got this far in the competition is a good team. We were up against Alex Lebb last week. What are your memories of him at Arsenal? He was very, very good. He was very technically gifted and played the Arsenal way. He was a very slick passer of the ball and he really suited the team at the time. I think he's 37 or something now and he's still going and still playing at a high level, so respect to him for that. It's not easy. Finally, we notice that your former teammate Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is stepping up his recovery from injury. Have you stayed in contact with him since he moved to Liverpool? We're very good mates. You meet a lot of good people in football, but there's probably not many in your career that you'll stay in touch with and be mates for life. With Chambo, I think we'll always be very good mates. We speak most days, so I know what he's up to and how he's getting on. And he's nearly there now. I had a knee injury in the past, so I know what it's like going through that process. And to be honest, I don't really speak to him too much about his rehab because it's the last thing you want to talk about when you're going through it. He's doing great now, and he can see the light now, so I'm very happy for him. So, Carl Amberlane is still as strong as ever. Yeah, it's funny hearing that. I haven't heard Carl Amberlane for a while. We're still great mates and still see a lot of each other. Still going strong. Words, Nick Bromsack. Match Action Arsenal versus Cardiff City, Tuesday, January the 29th, 2019, 1945, Emirates Stadium, Premier League, attendance 59,933. Referee, Mike Dean, Arsenal 2, Cardiff City 1. The scorers for Arsenal were Obama Yang in the 66th minute with a penalty and Lacazette in the 83rd minute. For Cardiff, Mendes Lang in the 90th minute. Playing for Arsenal were 19 Leno, 12 Lishtana substituted in the 60th minute, 20 Mustafi, 18 Montreal, 31 Kolasinac, 29 Ganduzi, 4 Elneny substituted in the 46th minute, 10 Ozil substituted in the 76th minute, 14 Aubameyang, 11 Torreira, 9 Lacazette substitutes, 1 Czech, 25 Jenkinson, who came on in the 60th minute, 8 Ramsey, who came on in the 76th minute, 17 Iwerbi, who came on in the 46th minute, 49 Nkitia, 34 Shaka, 27 Mavropanos. Match stats for Arsenal, total shots 15. Shots on target 4, corners 4, offsides nil. fouls 14, possession 71%. Playing for Cardiff City were 1. Etheridge, 2. Peltier, 5. Equale Manga, 22. Bamber, 3. Bennett, 7. Arter, who was substituted in the 81st minute, 17. Gunnarsson, 8. Rawls, 13. Patterson, 29. Niasse, who was substituted in the 73rd minute, 14. Reld, who was substituted in the 70th minute. Substitutes. 12 Smithies, 10 Zohor, who came on in the 73rd minute, 18 Cunningham, 19 Mendes Lang, who came on in the 70th minute, 23 Harris, who came on in the 81st minute, 32 Healy, 
and 33 Hollett. The stats for Cardiff were total shots 19, shots on target 2, corners 7, offsides 1, fouls 12, possession 29%. First half. Mesut Ozil returned to captain our side and was influential in the opening stages, although it was Alexandre Lacazette who almost opened the scoring after Matteo Ganduzi carved open the Cardiff defence. The tone appeared to be set, but the visitors had other ideas. Bobby Reed went close twice in quick succession, with the shot narrowly wide and a header just over, and the visitors appealed for a penalty when Seat Kolasinac muscled Umar Niasi off the ball. Cardiff didn't get what they wanted, but we looked vulnerable, despite having our own penalty shout turned down moments later when Lacazette was tripped. We needed a spark, and Alex Iwobi provided it. Second half. The Nigeria international replaced Mo Elnani at the break, and it was his vision that picked out Kolasinac's run into the box, which in turn provoked a foul from Ekuele Manga. This time, Mike Dean pointed to the spot, and Aubameyang rolled in the penalty, his 18th goal of the season. Iwobi went close to a second, with a shot from a narrow angle, after a driving run. But Lacazette made sure of the points with his 11th goal of the season, a powerful low finish after a barnstorming run into the box. And we held on to the points, despite a stoppage-time strike from Nathaniel Mendes-Lang. In numbers, 500. Mesut Ozil created his 500th goal-scoring chance for a teammate in the Premier League. 400. Stefan Lichsteiner made his 400th appearance in the Big Five European Leagues. 35-plus, Stefan became the first Arsenal outfield player aged over 35 to start a PL game since Sol Campbell versus Fulham, May 2010. The photographs. The one under the scoreline has the caption... Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang puts the gunners ahead from the spot. And the six photographs of the action, clockwise from top left. It was an emotional night at Emirates, overshadowed by the disappearance of Emiliano Sala. Alexandre Lacazette doubles the gunners' lead. A stony-faced Laka celebrates. Schroeder Mustafi gets to grips with Umar Niasi. Lucas Torreira amidst a flock of bluebirds. Alex Iwobi drives forward. Alexandre Lacazette. My first memory of Arsenal? Easy. Titi Henry. This season, Arsenal players give us in-depth insights into their personal journeys through life in their own words. When I first thought about Arsenal, it was when Titi was playing and scoring goals. Of course, when you're a kid, you think, me as well, I would like to do that. I was always a fan of his, so of course I followed his career closely. He was a huge role model for me. To achieve what he did at this club was exceptional. I would like to write my own chapter here. I would love to make the fans as happy as Titi did. I have three brothers and my parents have been with me since I started football as well. They have helped me every day up until now. Everyone's got a role in my life. One will care about my football, another my money, another my private life. It's a bit like that. I have friends, not too many, but they're there for me and have been since I was very young. I also have friends in football from Lyon. 
I always think about football, and recently when I saw some pictures of when I was a kid, I would always have a ball with me. My favourite position was always a centre-forward or striker. I always liked playing in goal, but my mum wasn't very keen as she thought being a keeper was too dangerous, so I would play at centre-forward again and score lots of goals. Sometimes I would be embarrassed for the opposition if there was a huge goal difference and would try to go in goal again, but my mum wouldn't let me. She said that I either played as a forward or not at all, so that decided it. I was going to be a striker. I signed for Lyon at the age of 10. They wanted me to sign when I was 7, but my dad said it was too early. You need to learn with your friends and just have fun, he said. When you go into Lyon's academy, it's more serious. So for three years I played in my neighbourhood, where I went to school as well, and then I went to Lyon's academy. They came to watch me play a lot of times, to tell me to do some trials and train with the team. At the start I had to work a lot harder than the other players, but when I made it to the under-16s it was better. When I was playing for them it was a winning mentality. Because the first team had won everything in France for seven years, the academy needed the same winning mentality and we had to win every game, every week. When we lost, it was a big week of work because we couldn't lose many times in a season. But that helped me get to the level I needed to be. When I made my first team debut, I remember being surprised because I played like 40 minutes. But I was proud because all my family and my friends were in the crowd in the stadium. I was just happy and proud to play in the stadium. I did my warm-up like all the games before, and then once he said, Come on, Lacker, you're going to play. I was like, OK, I've got to play. I want to play. In my second year, I didn't score a lot. We didn't get into the Champions League. For me, it was hard, but I kept working, and I had the confidence from my coach and from my club. We spent the next pre-season in New York, and that's when Titi shook me up. He told me I always have to keep working on myself, which we can sometimes forget when we are young. When a player like Titi speaks, you can't ignore what he's telling you. I realised that to be a great player meant permanent hard work. Someone like him always wanted to improve, even with the career he had, and I took a lot from that. After that, it was much better. I scored goals and we qualified for the Champions League as well. For me, it meant everything because it was hard to achieve, but I worked hard to get where I wanted. For me, it was a dream to play for the first team and score many goals for the club. To see how fans loved me there was crazy, and it's something I will always be grateful for. But then I had a tough decision to make, because for me, I needed the next step. A few years before, I had talked with Arsenal, but it was not a good time. When they came in again, I was so happy. I think the discussion with Arsenal and the club was so quick because for me it was obvious that I had to sign here. I'd actually visited Emirates Stadium before with Lyon. It was in 2009, the day after I had scored the winning goal in the European Under-19 Championship final in France. I spent the whole night celebrating with Antoine Griezmann and Francois Coquelin and didn't go to bed. Then at 6am, me, Yanis Tafer. Timothy Kolodzijak, Clement Grenier and Enzo Real got the train to London to join up with Lyon. We only arrived at the hotel an hour before we had to set off for the Emirates. Francis and I kept in touch after that. We had a lot of contact over the next few years and even more in the weeks before I joined the club. 
especially when it became increasingly likely that I would come to Arsenal. He only said good things about Arsenal, which is not surprising because he wanted me to join the club. Even without that, I still really wanted to come here. He stressed that it was a great club located in a fantastic city. He said I would not regret my decision to move here because of the people I'd be working with and, of course, the fans. He was right. Scoring on my league debut was a good start, but I knew I wanted to do better. But overall I'm happy because I now know the league, I know my teammates at the club, and the club is happy with me because they didn't want to sell me over the summer. They said, we are happy to have you in the team, and I just want to improve and be better and better every day. I also love working with my teammates here. I'm always asked about my rivalry with Alba, but it's not like that at all. We know that if we are together we are stronger and we just have the same target together which is to win something for the club. Before he signed I didn't know him but I had heard that he was a good guy. Then we talked and realised we liked each other so it's been a good relationship since the beginning. I am happy he's here because he's a good player and a good person as well. We just talk and laugh together as well. I don't see him as a rival. I know he came into the team so sometimes I'll be on the bench while he's playing but he's my teammate. Of course I want to play but we can play together too. We just want to win titles so that's a big thing for the club. Unai Emery has had a big impact as well. He did a good job even if we lost the first two games because after we won so many games in a row and you can see what he wants us to do, how he wants us to play tactically, defensively. He wants 100% every day. He wants us to win, even in training. He wants quality as well. We know we have to play well to win. Sometimes not, but most of the time if we play well, we can win. The approach is working for the team and it's working for me too. I think this season is better because now I know the Premier League. I know my teammates more. They know me more. With all the hard work we're putting in together, it will be better. As told to Max Jones. Arsenal Women, a trio of important wins for Joe Montemuro's team, which featured a hat-trick that one of the Gunners' youngsters will never forget. Three competitions, three victories. Women's Super League, Sunday, January 17th, Adams Park, Wookham. Reading nil, Arsenal 3, Medima 2, Little 81, McCabe 90. Vivian Medima set a new WSL record as the Gunners ran out 3-0 winners over Reading at Adams Park. Aaron D'Antino took charge of the side, with Joe Montemuro suffering from illness, and we took the league inside just two minutes when the Dutchwoman fizzed, a deflected strike past the rooted Grace Maloney. Viv has now scored more WSL goals in a single season, 16, than any other player in the competition's history. Following the break, Katie McCabe's diving header sailed narrowly wide before Pauline Payro Manning tipped a volley onto the crossbar and away for a corner from Farrah Williams. Jade Moore then tipped Danielle Vandedock inside the area and Kim Little stepped up to convert from 12 yards. McCabe rounded off the scoring with a long-range shot into the top left corner. Melissa Phyllis provided the assist with her first touch as a substitute. Arsenal, Payro Manning, Williamson, Quinn... Mitchell, Bloodworth, McCabe, Little Kaigan, Vandidoc, 52, Mead, Medima, 
Vihi Phyllis. Subs not used. Van Venido. Anth. Grant. Dorban. Hazard. SSE Women's FA Cup. Fourth round. Sunday, February the 3rd. Oakwood FC. Crawley Wasps. Nil. Arsenal 4. Little 17. Grant. 43. 75. 85. 16-year-old Ruby Grant scored a stunning hat-trick as we ran out 4-0 winners over Crawley Wasps in the FA Cup. Hannah Dornbarn, Janny Anth, Melissa Phyllis, Katrine Vehe and Grant all made their full debuts, while Joe Montemuro returned to the touchline after illness. Kim Little opened the scoring against the fourth-tier side in the 17th minute, dribbling past two defenders and calling slotting the ball into the bottom-left corner. The host defended doubtingly, but on the stroke of half-time, Grant struck. Vihi made a driving run down the left wing and picked out Grant, who cut back the ball onto her left foot and fired into the roof of the net. Chances went begging after the break, but in the final 15 minutes, Grant's low drive made it three, following a fine pass from Kai Ken and a first-time finish from inside the box, claimed her hat-trick and four for the Gunners. Arsenal, Van Venendel. Dornbarn, Quen, Anth, McCabe, Hazard 62, Van Dock, Little, Williamson 46, Grant, Phyllis, Kaiken, Verhe, Subs Not Used, Pyran Manning, Mead, FA Women's Continental League Cup, Thursday, February 7th, Meadow Park, Arsenal 2, Madima 18, 60, Manchester United 1. Green, 83. A Vivian Madima brace booked our place in the FA Women's Continental League Cup final as we ran out 2-1, winners over Manchester United. The Netherlands international made it 25 goals in all competitions this season, whilst Louise Quen delivered a dominant defensive display on her 50th appearance for the club. Katie McCabe carved open the game's first chance, firing over the edge of the box, before Jess Sigsworth shot narrowly wide. The visitors then enjoyed a brief spell of possession, but this created space for us to attack. The following an inch perfect pass from Dominique Bloodworth, Medima opened the scoring. Viv latched on to Bloodworth's incisive pass, raced through on goal and coolly poked the ball past Serbian Chamberland. Chances were few and far between for the remainder of the first half, but on the stroke of half-time, Quinn had a powerful effort, cleared by some fine defending from Katie Zalem. United troubled us with their defensive organisation during the first half, but following the break, we wasted no time in stamping our authority on the championship side. Beth Mead and Leah Williamson forced Chamberland into saves before Medima stepped up once again. The 22-year-old received the ball inside the box, shifted the ball on her left foot and fired into the back of the net for her second of the evening. United pulled one back in the 83rd minute through Katie Green, but our defence stood firm, ensuring there was no late drama. Arsenal, Van Vendel, Anth, Williamson, Quen, Mitchell, Bloodworth, Little, Vandidoc, Mead, Medima, McCabe, Vihi, 76, Subs Not Used, Peyram Manning, Kaikan, Grant, Phyllis Hazard. Mad
action. Bate Borisov versus Arsenal, Thursday, February the 14th, 2019, 1755. Bull Arena, Europa League, R032, 1st leg. Attendance, 11,500. Away funds, 800. Referee, Sheridan Jovanovic. Bate Borisov, 1. Arsenal, 0. Playing for Bate were 48, Szkiewicki, 4, Filipovic, 21, Filipenko, 23, Volkov, 17, Rios, 11, Hreb, who was substituted in the 58th minute, 8, Dragon, 25, Baga, 22, Stasevic, 15, Skavish, who was substituted in the 80th minute, and 26, Milic, who was substituted in the 69th minute. Substitutes were 7, Bereskin, who came on in the 58th minute, 9, Dubijic, who came on in the 69th minute, 94, Mukan, who came on in the 80th minute, 35, Shitkan, 27, Simovic, 97, Besmetny, 5, Jablonski. Match stats for Barte, total shots, 4, shots on target, 3, corners, 3, offsides, 4, fouls, 10, possession, 23%. Playing for Arsenal were 1, Czech, 15, Maitland Niles, who was substituted in the 68th minute, 18, Monreal, 6, Koscielny, 31, Kolasinac, who was substituted in the 74th minute, 20, Mustafi, 34, Chaka, who was substituted in the 69th minute, 7, Mkhitaryan, 29, Ganduzi, 17, Iwobi, 9, Lacazette. Substitutes, 19, Leno, 22, Suarez, who came on in the 74th minute, 14, Aubameyang, who came on in the 68th minute, 11, Torreira, who came on in the 69th minute, 49, Nkitia, 12, Lishtana, 4, Elneny. The match stats for Arsenal were total shots 10, shots on target 3, corners 12, offsides 2, fouls 8, possession 77%. This report includes a message from Alexandre Lacazette. I'm sorry for letting the team down, but there are still 90 minutes to play and I believe my teammates will make it to the next round. First half. On a poor playing surface in Belarus, Arsenal started brightly. Enric Mkhitaryan could have put us ahead in the first couple of minutes, but his shot was saved at close range after being set up by Seat Kolasinac. But our best chance of the half fell to Alexandre Lacazette, although the striker failed to get his header on target after Kolasinac found him with a deep cross from the left. Nemanja Milic hit the post from close range for the home side, and we agonisingly fell behind to virtually the last touch of the half. Igor Stasevich, who had racked up six assists in the group stage, was on the money again, floating in a perfect free kick, which was headed home by Stanislav Dragon. Second half. We came out with renewed determination after the break and had the ball in the net only for Lacazette to be flagged offside. Former gunner Alex Hleb was withdrawn before the hour mark to applause from both sets of fans but at 37 his powers had unsurprisingly waned from the player who helped us reach the Champions League final in 2006. Unai Emery made changes of his own, bringing on Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Lukas Torreira 
and Denis Suarez. But we still look laboured and slow in possession. Our frustration continued to grow, illustrated when Lacazette was sent off for swinging an elbow towards Alexander Filipovic late on. It means we need to win the return leg by at least two goals in London. The six photographs below the scoreline have the captions clockwise from top left. Bato Ganduzi is tracked by ex-gunner Alex Kleb. Alex Iwobi shields the ball from Dimitri Baga. Schroeder Mustafi in aerial action. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang on the attack. Seat Kolasinac is too strong for Maxim Skavish. Angeli Metal and Niles get stuck in the mud. In figures, 495. Stanislav Dragon's goal was the first Arsenal had conceded in the Europa League for 495 minutes. 23. Alex Lacazette's red card was the first for an AFC player in Europe since Laura Kozelny in the UCL against Bayern Munich in March 2017, 23 months ago. 2. Arsenal have kept just two clean sheets in their last 14 games in all competitions. The Visitors Bate Borisov The perennial champions of Belarus arrive at Emirates Stadium this evening, hoping it could be a night to remember. By Mike Hammond and Aidan Small Bate Borisov arrive at Emirates Stadium this evening, seeking to make club history by qualifying for the last 16 of a European club competition for the very first time. Their shock 1-0 win over Arsenal at the Borisov Arena this time last week has given the serial champions of Belarus more than a fighting chance of knocking the Gunners out of the UEFA Europa League. It would be sweet revenge for Barté, who were humbled twice by Arsenal in the group stage last season, losing 4-2 at home and 6-0 here in North London. Those results help to end Barté's interest in the competition, but this term they are bidding to make it third time lucky in the Europa League round of 32, having been eliminated twice previously at this stage by PSG in 2010-11, 2-2 home, 0-0 away, and Fenerbahce in 2012-13, 0-0 home, 0-1 away. Barté are no strangers to European competition, of course. Formed only in 1996, their name is an acronym for Borisov Automobile and Tractor Electronics, they made their European debut in 1999 and have missed out only once since then. Indeed, despite having to pre-qualify every summer, they have participated in no fewer than nine European group stages, five in the Champions League, and four in the Europa League, all in the last 11 seasons. The club's considerable European experience is a consequence of their total domination of the Belarusian Premier League, which they have won in each of the last 13 seasons, and 15 times in all, making them the country's record champions. In fact, they are now just one short of the European record for consecutive league titles, held jointly by Latvia's Skonto Riga and Gibraltar's Lincoln Red Imps, which gives the 29th season, which does not begin until next month, a special significance. 
With their 2018 title triumph, they finished nine points clear of runners-up Sheikh Tiur Soligorsk, but they have already booked a place in the qualifying phase of the 2019-20 Champions League. They came through three ties of that competition last summer, defeating HJK Helsinki and Karabag, who went on to meet Arsenal in the autumn, before going down 6-2 on aggregate to PSV Eindhoven in the playoffs and dropped into the Europa League. There has been quite a turnover of personnel at the club over the winter, with key attackers Mikhail Godejuk and Nikolai Signovic among the departures and two Serbian forwards, Nemanja Milic and Bojan Dabajic, drafted as replacements. But despite being out of season, Barté proved last week that they are still a European force to be reckoned with. If they can prove it again here at Arsenal's home, they will be in dreamland. It promises to be a tense evening for all concerned. Fresh faces. With the Belarusian Premier League ending in December, Barté have enjoyed a busy winter transfer window as they prepare for the upcoming season. Serbian forwards Bojan Dubajic and Nemanja Milic joined the club from Gorodea and Krivina Devesda, respectively, while Belarusian midfielder Dmitry Bezmetny made the switch from Minsk. PAOK inspired progress. Barté's progress to the group stage of the Europa League came after earning a second-place spot behind Chelsea in Group L. The Belarusians lost 1-0 at home to the West Londoners and 3-1 in the return leg, but secured their runners-up berth thanks to a pair of 2-0 wins against Hungarian champions Vidi and an impressive 3-1 success at Greek league leaders PAOK, who had beaten them 4-1 in Belarus on the final match day. Ten-year record in Europe, 2017-18, Europa League group stage, having transferred from UEFA Champions League third qualifying round. 2016-17, Europa League playoffs, having transferred from UEFA Champions League third qualifying round. 2015-16, UEFA Champions League group stage. 2014-15, UEFA Champions League group stage. 2013-14, UEFA Champions League second qualifying round. 2012-13, Europa League round of 32, having transferred from UEFA Champions League group stage. 2011-12, UEFA Champions League group stage. 2010-11, Europa League round of 32, having transferred from UEFA Champions League third qualifying round. 2009-10, Europa League group stage, having transferred from UEFA Champions League third qualifying round. 2008-9, UEFA Champions League group stage. Season starts soon. The Belarusian domestic season doesn't start until next month, Saturday, March the 2nd, to be precise, when the Belarusian Super Cup takes place. As league title holders... Barté will face the country's domestic cup winners, Dynamo Brest, a team from 400 kilometres west of Borisov, close to the border with Poland, a more well-known Brest being many more miles further west in Brittany, France. Basics, formed 1973, nickname Zolto Signe, Yellow Blues. 
Stadium, Borisov Arena, capacity 13,126. Record appearance maker, Dmitry Liktarovich, 423. Record goal scorer, Vitaly Rodionov, 161. Fairs Cup Victory Parade, Islington, Saturday, May 9th. 1970. With Arsenal 1-0 behind on aggregate tonight, an appointment in Baku to play the Europa League final on May 29th feels like a very long way away. A subsequent victory parade, an even more intangible prospect. However, that's not going to stop us reprinting a fantastic picture of a street parade that was particularly sweet for Arsenal supporters and the people of Islington. We all know the story, 3-1 down after the away leg against an impressive and Alexa side only for one of the Gunners' greatest ever performances in an atmosphere unmatched before or since according to many who were there. To see the tie turned around with a 3-0 win courtesy of goals from Eddie, Kelly, John Radford and John Samuels. It had been 17 years without silverware, almost twice that we suffered in the recent trophy drought, ended by the thrilling 2014 FA Cup win. The parade was therefore joyous. North London in 1970 was a very different place to the previous parade in 1953, with the shadow of the war still cast across the country. The one constant in 1953-1970 and today, however, is Islington's love of Arsenal. And who knows, perhaps the Gunners can invoke the spirit of 1970 and overcome all obstacles and surge to European success once again. It had been 17 years without the silverware, almost twice that we suffered in the recent trophy drought, ended by the thrilling 2014 FA Cup win. Match action Sunday, February the 3rd, 1630, Etihad Stadium, Premier League, attendance 54,483. Manchester City 3, Arsenal 1. Match stats total shots Manchester City 19, Arsenal 4. Shots on target, Manchester City 12, Arsenal 4. Corners, Manchester City 4, Arsenal 2. Offsides, Manchester City 5, Arsenal 0. Fouls, Manchester City 11, Arsenal 8. Possession, Manchester City 59%, Arsenal 41%. Referee, Martin Atkinson. Goalscorers, Manchester City, Aguero. 1, 44 and 61. Arsenal, Koscielny, 11. Teams, Manchester City, 31, Edison, 2, Walker, 30, Otamendi, 14, Laporte, 20, Spee Silver, 17, De Bruyne, substitute 88th minute, 8, Gundogan, yellow card, 25, Fernandinho, 21, De Silva, 7, Sterling, 10, Aguero, substitute 80th minute. Substitutes, 49, Murich, 3, Danilo, 88th minute, 5, Stones, 
18, Delft, 19, Sane, 26, Mares, 88th minute, 33, Jesus. Arsenal team, 19, Leno, 12, Lichtsteiner, 20, Mustafi, substitute, 79th minute, 6, Koscielny, 31, Kalasinak, substitute, 66th minute, 18, Monreal, 29, Guendouzi, 11, Torriera, yellow card, 14, Obermeyang, 17, Iwobi, substitute, 66th minute, 9, Lacazetti, substitutes, 1, Czech, 27, Mavropanos, 79, 8, Ramsey, 66, 10, Ozil, 22, Suarez, 66, 49, Nicotia, 4, Elneny. First half, the game could not have got off to a worse start as the host scored after 46 seconds. Sergio Aguero heading in from close range after we gave the ball away on the edge of the area. Despite Bernd Leno making a fine flying save to deny Raheem Sterling, we stood firm and got our reward as Laurent Koscielny, once more in fine form at the back, found himself in the right place at the right time to head in the equaliser after Nacho Monreal had flicked on an in-swinging corner. Now we had a game, and while the home side dominated possession, the tigerish Lucas Torreira and Matteo Guendouzi were a ball of energy at the base of the midfield, frustrating their opposite numbers. But just as we established a foothold in the game, Aguero poked in his second from close range on the stroke of half-time. Second half. City started the second half on top, and Leno had to make three sharp low saves to deny Kevin De Bruyne in the space of the first ten minutes. But the German goalkeeper could not prevent Aguero from completing his hat-trick just after the hour mark. The Argentine bundling in from close range. Denis Suarez was introduced off the bench shortly afterwards for his debut, but it was always going to be a mountain to climb to try to affect a game against the champions from 3-1 down. Leno was called into action twice more in the closing stages, but there was to be no late comeback for the Gunners. 26. Laurent Koscielny scored his 26th goal for Arsenal, his first away from home since October 2, 2016 versus Burnley. 46. Sergio Aguero's opening goal was the second fastest in the Premier League this season, 46 seconds. He also scored the fastest, 24 seconds versus Newcastle. 198. Denis Suarez became the 198th player to play for Arsenal in the Premier League. Teams for Arsenal had coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts, and red and white socks. One, Petra Cech, goalkeeper. Two, Hector Bellerin. Four, Mohamed Elneny. Five, Socrates Papastathopoulos. Six, Laurent Koscielny. Seven, Henrik Mikatarian. Eight, Aaron Ramsey. Nine, Alexandre Lacazette. 10. Mesut Ozil 11. Lukas Torreira 12. Steven Lichsteiner 14. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang 
15. Ainsley Metal and Dials 16. Rob Holding 17. Alex Ewobi 18. Nacho Monreal 19. Bernd Leno, Goalkeeper 20. Schroeder Mustafi 22. Dennis Suarez 23. Danny Welbeck 25. Carl Jenkinson 29. Matur Ganduzi 31. Seat Kolasinac 34. Granit Xhaka 43. Charlie Gilmore 47. Zach Madley 49. Eddie Anquitia 53. Julio Plegazuelo 59. Joe Willock 87. Bukeo Sarka Fabate Borisov Manager Alexei Barga Yellow shirt, shorts and socks 4. Alexander Filipovich 5. Evgeny Yablonsky 6. Nikola Yazilyevich 7. Evgeny Bereskin 8. Stanislav Dragon 9. Boyan Dubovic 10. Mirko Ivanich 11. Alexander Kleb 15. Maxim Skevish 17. Alexei Rios 21. Yego Filipenko 22. Igor Stasevich 23. Zakhar Volkov 24. Yase Tuominen 25. Dmitry Baga 26. Nemanja Milic 27. Slobodan Simovic 28. Alexander Sversky, goalkeeper 35. Anton Shishkan, goalkeeper 37. Ilya Sen 43. Alexander Namirko 45. Vladislav Mokomedov 48. Denis Skobitsky, goalkeeper 52. Kirill Yermakovich 94. Hervé Mukam 97. Dmitry Besmetny Officials, all from Spain Referee, Alberto Undiano Malenko Assistant Referees, Raul Cabanero Martinez Inigo Prieto Lopez de Queren. Additional assistant referees Javier Estrada Fernandez, Jose Luis Manuero Montero, fourth official Diego Barbero Sevilla. Fixtures 5.55 pm kickoff Salzburg vs. Club Brugge, Eintracht vs. Shakhtar Donetsk, Villarreal vs. Sporting, Dynamo Zagreb vs. Pizzen. Zenit vs. Fenerbahce, Valencia vs. Celtic, Napoli vs. FC Zurich, 8 pm kickoff, Genk vs. Slavia Prague, Inter vs. Rapid Vienna, Bayer vs. FC Krasnoda, Benfica vs. Galatasaray, Real Betis vs. Rennes, Chelsea vs. Malmö, Dynamo Kiev vs. Olympiakos. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. And that brings us to the end of this audio communication from Arsenal Football Club. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Acronis. Backup. Cyber protection for your data. Keep your data safe with the most secure backup. www.acronis.com Future. Forever faster. Humor. Premier League. Official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and receive the latest Premier League updates. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. Available at Amazon. The Gunners are green. Emirates Stadium is powered by 100% green electricity from Octopus Energy. Now you can get the same power for your home. Switch today to cheaper, greener energy with exclusive Arsenal prize drawers every month. Find out more online at afc.octopus.energy. Switching takes just two minutes. Octopus Energy, Arsenal official energy partner. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.